to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, <laughs> it looks like you're having a little bit of a Jonas Brothers craze. Oh, Jonas Brothers summer 2023. It, it, it's, it's your new bop. Listen, here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. I heard the song Waffle House. So good. <laughs> Waffle House. It's <laughs> Obviously, so good. I know it super it's well. It's so good. And I was telling Mallory, like, have you heard this? And you know what Mallory told me is they wanted to create an album that had like a 70s vibe and it has like horns in it and it has like cool background vocals, like gospel choir y. It reminds me of a little bit like Chicago. Do you remember the band Chicago Ooh, from yes, the 70s? Yes. It reminds me a little bit of that. But listen, it is Jonas Brothers it is, Summer. It is. It, it, <laughs> It is the Jonas Brothers Wait, summer. don't they have a summer song? Yeah. That's yeah. really good, too. We can't play it here, though. Like, I would yeah. love to yeah. play it for people yeah. so that they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But so Jonas I think Brothers. we would have to pay the Jonas Brothers, yeah. like, millions of dollars yeah. for royalties right. to play their song. Yeah, Jonas Brothers, if you're listening. If you're listening, we'll play your song. Yeah, we'll play your song. You don't We'd even need to, to sponsor us. Just yeah. send me a letter. Yeah. You can play my song <laughs> with your they, signatures on bo- it. They're so good. They're a bop. That whole album is so good, and it's so what good. in it? a Summer com- Baby's a good one. Oh, Celebration. Let me just tell you, with the top down and the convertible. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. That's it. Listen. If you see me around town with a top down yelling a song, it's going to be Waffle House. If I can you tell see you. me in my Honda Odyssey that has a little <laughs> bit of rust on the fenders, I'm probably listening to that too. So, Silver Honda Odyssey with some rusty rust on it. <laughs> but it is a Jonas Brothers summer. Leanne, what is your good day? Well, my good day the is. First. You know, Daryl took already took his two week trip to Canada D-D. this summer. He went two weeks. Because, Did he come home with fish? Oh, he came home with his limit. Always does. Okay. Yeah. Um. So D um goes to Canada every summer. Usually goes one week, but the last several years the border has been closed mm-hmm. due to COVID to Canada. So this year I'm familiar he said, with COVID. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. heard of it. Yes. So he just decided he's going two weeks this year. And That's so awesome. He went for two weeks. The first week Joey went with him and um, sent some great pictures. Did he take his boat? He did. He did. He, he hauled did. that thing he all the way sure across did. the border. He said mm. that boat was probably used more in the last two weeks than it was the whole time it's been. The previous owner. New. Yeah. yeah. That's and, so um, awesome. If you go to my Instagram, one, one of my recent posts um, really about Father's Day, there's a carousel of pictures that shows him on the boat and it shows That's him with so a awesome. big catch. He caught a huge walleye. And and um, my good day was, of course, um, reflecting on him for Father's Day was mm-hmm. a good day for me because I was by myself. Yeah. at home alone and I was just like you know he's he's been such a good father but it it's always so awesome when your person comes home after mm-hmm. being gone and so his first day back was just such a good day it was nothing extraordinary yeah. but it was so good he cleaned out his boat and pressure washed the floors of the boat and you know just paid attention to his boat and unpacked <laughs> all his unpacked all his dirty nasty dirty clothes and That's you know so I have to tell you um don't complain like when you come mm. home from from mm. vacation, mm. a wonderful vacation, about the dirty laundry because mm-hmm. it's just proof you had a great time. Totally. So I did all that laundry. I did the sleeping bags and and I did it with like a smile. I really did do it with a smile on my yeah. face because I'm like, you know, this is a trip that was well deserved by him. He loves Absolutely. it. He would he being in the woods and being on a lake 
fishing are his two best places. Mm-hmm. And so I was glad um, that and you're he also was able glad to celebrate that. You didn't have to go. I'm so glad I didn't have Aren't to go. Aren't you so thankful? I can for celebrate that. him going and yes. loving it and not having to go because yes. no. I'm not netting up because of all of the mosquitoes. Oh. Mm-mm, not mm-mm, happening. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. But I'll eat the fish that he brought home for show. How do you make his fish? Well, we do it oh, We do it a couple of different ways. We have done it in the oven with just citrus and baked it. Ooh. And it's really, really yummy. Um, but uh, my favorite way is when he does um, like an egg wash, like an egg bath, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then um, rolls it and he mixes different bed breadings. Mm-hmm. He has this little mixture he does. Mixes the breading and then he deep fries it. Yeah, uh, and we have a deep, a deep fryer, fryer outside. outside. Yeah. And, um, and it is fantastic. You think maybe before I go back to uh, work this fall for school that I we thought, could get the barrises over I, for I some fishy fish? Uh, no fish fry. I thought you were going to say, do you think before I die? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, sure. I, have, I mean, like that. in the next month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have a, a little, maybe invite some friends over. Yes, it's good. Um, my good day is honestly one of the most normal things ever is we started a tradition I don't know how many years ago with our kids where Friday night, unless something is planned yes, for us, it's pizza night. It is pizza yeah, night in our that. house. And, um, listen, the kids know, like they Remy, know. They Remy's look forward little to it. and she's like, you can't eat pizza. <laughs> and I was like, you know, she just, she yeah, knows it is. And that's, you know what I love about it is there was a moment where we were just sitting on the couch, you know, Mallory and I, do you and Daryl have spots in your house? Oh, Oh, we have spots. Oh my, absolutely. Yeah, we have spots. We yeah. both have little tables absolutely. that hold our accoutrements. Yes, and yes, our yes, our yes. little hobbies and yes. stuff. Yep. Um, we but do too. our kids always migrate in between. Our spots are on the ends of couches, so our kids always migrate. And there was this moment. Wait, the other is night. yours the cream couch or the oranges no, the, couch? It's the cream couch. That's yours. Ours. No, yes. that's your spot. Oh, both your spots. Mine is by the fireplace. Hers is on the okay. other end, on the cream couch. Listen, that couch has been through war, Listen, a war, had, like several, actually. Girl, you're right. <laughs> she had that in Mallory grad that school. In college. Our friend Kat, I think, slept on that couch for like a while before she bought a bed. That couch has seen it all. It's seen it all. And you it's, know what? It's, listen, it's going to be a little. Until our kids get a little older. It's going to be a little sad when that couch is, it is. goes. Until our kids get a little older, we're going to love that couch. You, listen, here's what you could think about. Think about keeping that couch until Luca is a freshman in college. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then no. he can take it to school. No. What we should think about <laughs> is hauling that couch over to your backyard because you have the, all the land in the country and yeah. having a little bonfire someday. Yeah, we could we, we could have a fish fry. We could have a couch fry. We could have a little um, couch sacrifice. But yeah, our our we do that on Friday nights. We often make homemade pizza. Um, so Mallory has like this little dough recipe she does. But our kids just migrated over to our spots, and they were sitting in between us. And Fitz, God love our middle child. He's a blanket hog and a blanket stealer. And you know our kids, our kids are just so cuddly. All three of them. And I was like, there's going to come a day where it's just, it's not, it's just me and Mallory and we won't have three little people squished in between us on our ends of the couch. And so I just, you know how every now and then you just get a wash over you of like an awareness of something. And recently I just felt like these Friday nights are really special for our kids and they're special for us because we won't have them forever. No, because they'll be wanting to go to football games and run around with their friends and And pizza night will be like them grabbing the piece of pizza on the way out the door or later when they come home. 
have you seen those videos online where it's like, moms, you only have 200 yes. some yeah. like summer I'm Fridays. F- I, your, I'm actually not I'm a fan. I'm not into that. No, I'm not a and fan. And you know why? Is I think two things. I think it's one, it's kind of sad. But the other thing is, I think it puts pressure on parents yeah. to do these elaborate things yeah. where it's like, right. you know what our kids are going to remember? Of course, they're going to remember our vacations, but they're going to remember all the other stuff we right. do in between right. all right. The, the ways that, you know, we do things as a family. Our, our kids are really team oriented. So we hang out with our you kids know, a lot. Uh, speaking of that, and I know we've, we've, we're going to get into it soon, our, our actual topic, but, you know, I. When we were raising our kids, I had a real sense of of import. Like it was really important um, for us to establish them feeling like they had roots. Mm, you know, Daryl. Mm-hmm. I think part of Daryl's just his steadiness and his strength. Part of that comes from just having solid, sunk down roots. Absolutely. And and. You know, we kind of moved around a bit when I was a kid. My dad was gone mm-hmm. a lot. Like my mom was Didn't working you all move the time. Like your senior year of high school. Yes. Oh, like, that's horrible. And, and um and and it there was always this feeling of of a little bit of insecurity, not feeling rooted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think by you know, will you all stay in this house forever? Probably not. Right. But 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 you'll stay in it long enough that you have already stayed in it long enough that your kids have feel right. like they have roots here. Absolutely. And I do think that that that's really important. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's important in just the foundational things of what you build into your kids. If mm. you can do that now, obviously if you're in the military, you right. know, that's totally very hard situations. to do. And I'm sure there's all kinds of ways that, that military families cultivate the feeling of mm-hmm. having roots, but there is something about just sticking to, like a routine and a yes. place and a, and I kind of a predictability. Of, yeah. Of, and I think no matter, no matter where you live, if you move around or not, I think it's that you're as a parent, you're creating that right. environment yes. for your kids. So they know mm-hmm. that there are things that they, you know, this is a, this is a silly one for me. Maybe it's, it's not so silly as I'm an adult. My mom, every Christmas morning made a huge cinnamon roll in a pizza pan every Christmas morning. She would home, make this homemade cinnamon roll and put it in this deep dish pizza pan. It was like 16 inches around. And that might seem like a silly thing, but it's not. Mm, you right, know, it's not a right, silly thing. Right, right. Um, and so I think those things as a parent, if you if you are creating those rhythms yes, too. You know, you've talked about um, picking your kids up from school with a snack. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that is a, that's a seemingly yeah, it's a- not stupid just like well, a just small seems like thing a small thing but, but it creates mm-hmm. this rhythm this predictability this mm-hmm. safety with mm-hmm. your kids that i think is super mm-hmm. important I do too. so yeah you know no matter where you are i think you can create those traditions and you can create those rhythms for your family because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's so important it is well we're on the heels of a faith discussion that we had last week yes where we kind of for the first time kind of dove into our faith um i don't think it's going to be the last time uh i think I love that conversation because I think both of us have really unique perspectives on faith. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about joy and part of what, to be honest with you, part of what made me think about joy is I think you are an incredibly joyful person. I think part of it is a habit that you've Mm -hmm. created, Mm -hmm. but I also think part of it's your personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I kind of want to talk about joy, but I also want to hear where for you, so this might be very similar to our story, 
you know, last week is where did your awareness of joy um, come from? And can you also tell us about Joy Scouts and what was the birth of Joy Scouts? And if somebody doesn't know what Joy Scouts is, just give us a little snapshot of that. Well, Joy Scouts, first of all, is what I call the community that that I have on Instagram. Yeah. So if you're in my Instagram community, you are a Joy Scout. Listen, like, I don't want to brag, but like I helped brainstorm. Yes, that you name. did. You helped brainstorm that so, name. You absolutely because did. Because it's like scouting out joy. It's yeah, like we're yeah. looking for joy. Yeah, we're looking to <laughs> cultivate joy, bring joy, spread joy. You know, be, you know, be in a place where we can um, make someone smile that we may not know except for a glimmer on the internet. Absolutely. Right? Um. So. For me, um, okay, here, here, here's what I'll say is that when, when I was in a hard season in my life, mm-hmm. a really sad, hard season in my life, one of the things, one of the practices or one of the things that helped me get by, had helped me lift myself up out of the, the miry clay. Yes, right. That's a very churchy thing to say. Yes, it helped just lift me up out of um, kind of a feeling of just um, just not only sadness but also desperation Mm -hmm. that maybe the maybe the situation was never going to change. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is I started just being very aware of looking around and naming the things that I could be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for this house and a roof Mm -hmm. over my head. And I really, uh, you know, you can think that this is woo-woo or a little bit crazy or it sounds crazy, but it really does work to practice it out loud. One, I, you know, it's not woo-woo because there's research um, about gratitude practice. You know, gratitude journals have become a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually talked about that on one of our very first episodes. And there was a preschool teacher that reached out to me that said for Christmas, she, or a preschool director, she bought her whole staff gratitude journals for Christmas. And what the research shows is that the practice of gratitude actually change your changes your neuro pathways in your brain i believe it that. changes the chemistry of your brain when you are have a keen awareness of what you are grateful yeah. for besides praying to jesus writing scripture on the wall and just like holding holding true to the promises that he's 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 given in the bible be, beyond that what got me through was the practice of being grateful. Yeah. Being grateful for what I do have instead of what I don't have, being grateful for gas in the car, being right. grateful for a car, being grateful for healthy children, being grateful for shoes, right. being grateful, you know, being grateful for running water, mm. like clear, clean running mm. water that you can drink. Right. You know, being right. being grateful for um just my life. And I think that that really helped get me through. And you know, what's fascinating is I, ha- as I have, you know, really tried to tap into consistently over the last, oh gosh, probably since 2006 or seven, trying to really practice that mm-hmm. where I, where I say it, where I feel it, where I'm genuine about it. It's part of the, it's part of the thing with frothy coffee on my right, Instagram where right. I talk about frothy. I'm so grateful for good coffee and frothy coffee mm-hmm. and the little sprinkle I put on the top. It sounds <laughs> silly, but I'm so grateful yeah, for that. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you can think, or you can believe, or often I think we believe that, that, um, gratitude comes from a place of being joyful Mm, mm -hmm, when mm. the opposite is true joy 
is rooted in and comes from the practice of gratitude. Hmm. And I'm going to read something from our girl, one of our one Brene. of our favorites, Brene. She said, "In research, we have learned that the most effective way to cultivate joy in our lives is to practice gratitude." Hmm. The key word here is practice. It's not just about feeling grateful. It's about developing an observable practice. So often we think that joy makes us grateful when in reality it's gratitude that brings us joy. That's good. So That's I believe in my life that is exactly what has happened. Mm -hmm. I believe because I have tried to focus more on being thankful and grateful for what I do have instead of what I don't, mm -hmm. that it has cultivated this joyfulness in my life that I don't have any other real explanation for except for that. Right. And right. when I was um, really thinking about Instagram and doing Instagram and doing social media, this is what I told myself. I'm either going to do this with a purpose and mm -hmm. it means something mm -hmm. or I'm not going to do this at all. Yeah. So how can I do Instagram and it means something and it have a, have value to right. people's life? And and really what's happened is just the Joy Scouts were born out of just doing things that that exemplified gratitude, exemplified right. of living a life of being thankful and then it just spread joy. Yeah. And so um you know to be a Joy Scout is really just to to live out what it looks like to to live a gr grateful life full of thanksgiving and to bring um, a level of joy into the lives of other people mm -hmm. you know in my upbringing <clears throat> i don't know if it was if it's if it's faith or my family or maybe a little bit of both is we made a very um black and white distinction between happiness and joy right that right, happiness right. and joy are two distinct things and I think, you know, you ended our podcast last week reading the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. reading the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, mm -hmm. goodness, you know, so on and so forth. The Bible does not talk about happiness so far as I know. You know, there's maybe, you know, if you are a scholar and a doctor of theology, Please don't slide in my DMs. I'm not that person. But I don't. There is a scripture that talks about a happy heart. But yeah, continue. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it a joyful heart is a happy heart? I don't know. That's maybe that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, but but you know the the to concept your point, of yes. right the concept of joy to me has a very distinct. It delineates from happiness because in my mind happiness is fleeting. Happiness is a quick thoughts it's a quick feeling yes. but joy is like a deep-seated understanding of who you are and what you have and being grateful right. for where you are in right. life right you know for me when I think about happiness I think about um this is so silly to, to equate it to this but this is like I think about like something really good to eat like something really good yeah. that just makes you happy <laughs> happy but the reality your salsa, is your restaurant oh, salsa is, so good. is happiness in a bowl it is but that is not very, well, that, that's, that's not very joyful. fleeting. Right, it's right, gone. Right, right, like right. it leaves. I think about for my children, you know, you've, we've all been there where we have give our children things that we're like really excited to give them. And then maybe they kind of forget about it and it brings them happiness for a while. You know, it makes them happy. My kids get so happy 
when they get a Lego set or that's their, the big thing in my house. But my children, you know what makes my children joyful is having a mom and a dad that are attentive to them mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. a mom and dad that take care of their needs, their mm-hmm. physical, mm-hmm. you know, their very basic needs. It's having a mom and dad that provides safety and emotional safety and mm-hmm. space for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes happiness is almost that like flash in a pan. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the fun, which we I think, need. I think happiness is to me, happiness is more based around your circumstances and what's going on. Like absolutely happiness is like when you take your kid to swim lessons and they're afraid of the pool and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're jumping in by the end and you're like, wow, yeah, yeah. that's happiness. Joy is the life of that child in your life. Absolutely. There, I mean, there's just a, there is a distinction for sure. Happiness is just happiness is like a, what's happening in your circumstance. It makes you so mm-hmm. happy. Joy is something much deeper underneath that where you can say, well, you know, the verse that is just so overused in our upbringing for sure is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Right, right, right. Now, when you really think about that verse, like what does that actually mean? <laughs> I had no idea growing yeah. up. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that actually mean? Well, in my life, what it has meant is that my life can be hard and falling apart. My life can be actually a little desperate or turned upside down, but I can gain strength from what, what God tells me is the joy of the Lord. I can gain, I can, I can root some strength in that knowing that this is not going to be forever. This is not going to be my life, you know, forever. This is a season, right? right you know, right. and there is, there is strength in knowing that God's got me and that joy will come in the morning. Like joy, you know, that, that, that God is in control. You know, I, I think that sometimes the seasons last way longer than a lot of Same. us. <laughs> but, um, I, but growing up, I just remember people always quoting that verse that the joy of the Lord is my strength and me being like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, seriously. You know, um, Oh, I just lost my thought. <laughs> I just lost my thought. Um, Oh man, I don't have it. It just went I'm away. So sorry. Okay, it just well, went away. Well, we were just saying about what what in the world does the joy of the Lord is oh, my strength mean? Okay. Yeah, I know I know what I was gonna say is similar to what you you know, Brene Brown's our girl. We love Brene Brown. Brene Brown, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> we don't need anything from you. No. We just want you no. to listen and tell you that we love you. Um she says that joy is one of the hardest emotions. In Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. And the reason that joy is one of the hardest, this is all Brene Brown. So this is not like Matt Barris, armchair psychologist. This is Brene Brown, sociologist and Ted talk speaker, um, author. She says that joy is one of the hardest emotions because we know that joy doesn't last forever. Right. And maybe, maybe the better word is happiness. But when we, when we equate happiness and joy and we put those in the same in the same camp we know that it's it's like this foreboding sense of like dread yeah like when will this end because because you can't be this joyful forever you you have the birth of a baby but again let's circle back that's that's the whole premise of the joy of the lord is my strength absolutely like if we can look to if we can look to god and really and his strength and depend on him to pull us through then 
there's strength in the joy well, of God. Yeah, and I think that's the fear surrounding being joyful is I think there can yeah. be fear. Yeah. Because yeah. we I, all I, know I, I see that. We all know in our life that we've been disappointed by things, we've been disappointed by people, we've been disappointed by situations. Right. And so it's almost have you ever felt like it's kind of like that I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh, yeah. Or it's it really it's too good to be true. Right. Or, um, you know, What's coming we next? think the, sh- the other shoe's going to fall yeah. or the hammer's going to fall or whatever, how, whatever phrase you use there. And I think joy can be one of the hardest emotions if we don't practice it, if we don't create it to be a practice. Mm-hmm. If we mm-hmm. treat joy like happiness mm-hmm. and we base it off of our circumstances, then I think what Brene mm-hmm. Brown said is true. Yeah. You know, if, if joy is rooted in a circumstance or, you know, the the stars aligning for a moment in time well guess what the stars don't stay that way forever yeah yeah, it's so true or you know and so i think when our joy is rooted in a practice of gratitude Mm -hmm. when it's rooted in the person of jesus christ Mm -hmm. for us um when it's rooted in something bigger than ourselves Mm -hmm. that is when joy isn't scary and joy becomes a habit and it becomes a regular practice in our life and i think when we do that it takes the fear around joy it takes the mystique away from it. It makes us go, I can practice joy and I can be a joyful person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think for me sometimes, I there was a time in my life, if I'm, this is like really gut level honest, um, there was a time I would say like, and maybe this is for everybody, but like the high school, college time of my life was an incredibly fun time mm-hmm. because I had very little responsibility. Right. You didn't have anyone. no mortgage. You didn't have no, no mortgage no, payment. I wasn't responsible for anyone. I was barely responsible to anybody except my <laughs> parents. Um, I didn't have a lot of money, but I didn't need a lot of money, and those were some of the most fun times of my right. life. So I would say that I was a very happy person then. Fast forward, thirty-eight, mortgage, married, three kids, job. Sometimes I think for me, I can look at my circumstances and say man this is really hard it was much harder or it was much easier when I didn't have so much responsibility right right. however I am a more joyful person Mm -hmm. I think and I have a more consistent a more consistent I guess consistent's a good word is joy rooted and and practiced Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. yeah rooted in gratitude and practiced regularly Mm -hmm. joy makes me a consistent person Mm -hmm. that when people leave an experience with me that they're like they, they know what to expect. That's not a high and a low that I think happiness can bring. And so I think when we practice joy, we also bring about this consistency um, and it brings peace into our life. Right. You know, I read something some mm-hmm. recently that said peace is not a very sexy emotion. It's not exciting. Mm-hmm. And I would mm-hmm. say it's, it's the same thing about joy. Joy is not an excited it's not an exciting thing to look around you and be like i'm grateful for what i have right happiness is exciting it's i got a new car it's you know that kind of thing but when we're grateful and joyful it brings about this steadiness in our life and this predictability okay let's talk about opposite the opposite the opposite let's talk about opposites for a second okay so do you know people who their whole persona is really about the negatives like you could say You could say, oh my goodness, look at that beautiful sunset. And this person would go, well, yeah, but look at the clouds coming. They're (laughs) coming. They're out there. You know, and and their whole persona is really 
half gla- glass, half full, mm-hmm. very like, um, oh my goodness, aren't these hot dogs amazing? Well, I mean, they're good, but I have had better mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this this ketchup isn't Heinz. So, you know, and it's literally like they, 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 they are a walking version of what it looks like not to be grateful. Absolutely. So in my mind, if you know those people or if you tend to be that person, mm-hmm. you kind of feel that within yourself. Like I always feel a little unhappy. I always feel like I don't have joy. I don't feel like I have joy at all. Take a look at how you're operating yeah. in your life. Are you saying all the unhappy things 100%. or ungrateful things instead of the grateful things. Because I promise you, if you start, if you flip that, if you flip that script mm-hmm. and you start saying that sunset is gorgeous mm-hmm. and the clouds surrounding it, look how billowy and beautiful they are. Right. Right. It, it will change. It will change. And it will change your brain chemistry. Oh, I it, promise. And you. it'll, it'll change your level of joy. It'll actually also change how people look at you, mm-hmm. how people interact with you. Because mm-hmm. I promise you, if you are the naysayer or the person that always has that little negative thing to the say, Downer. Uh, the Debbie Downer, <laughs> you, the people around you know it. They know 100%. it. They feel it. But if you start practicing, because it's practicing it, yeah. you might you might say to yourself in your head, that's a beautiful sunset, but those clouds are going to ruin it in about T minus 15 minutes. Right. Don't say that out loud. Right. Instead, out loud say, oh my goodness, this is such an incredible sunset. Look mm-hmm. at how beautiful. Absolutely. And leave the rest out and start to practice that. Start to practice those, that verbiage and those words mm-hmm. and speaking it out loud and leaving the negative stuff off. Mm-hmm. It changes. It, it'll, it literally will change your life. That's good. And I would add to that to say, you know, we alluded to the whole gratefulness journal. Write it down. Mm-hmm make a list. What yes. if you, what if, how could it change your life if you wrote down five things you're grateful for every day yes. or just say them out loud, Yes. start speaking it out loud. Um, uh, I can, I can, um, I know we're going to need to wrap up here in a minute, but I can, um, really attest to this as it pertains to my house. Mm. I came from a very big house mm-hmm. that could entertain, you know, 10 people yeah. like yeah. overnight. I then went to a farmhouse where, where it's very small. Right. And so what can happen to me when I'm preparing for guests is I can start reciting this thing in my head mm-hmm. of this. My ho- our farmhouse is so small. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was bigger. I wish I had more room. My sleeping area downstairs isn't nice enough or good enough. Right. I wish I had a bathroom downstairs. And I can start literally saying all the things mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. see wrong with my house. The last time this happened to me, I started doing this out loud. Oh, my goodness. I love the yellow in my kitchen of my house. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that I was able to go get two rockers that we could all sit in the kitchen now together when these folks are coming over. Yeah, yeah, I love how cozy everyone is in our little farmhouse when mm-hmm. we have this many guests. We're all on top of each other and cozy. Mm-hmm. I love that we sit close together for our dinner in the evening. And then where does the negativity go? It starts to dissipate. It starts right, to get, right. it starts not to be as loud. And then what gets louder is this wonderful gratitude I have for our Absolutely. farmhouse because I love our house. You know, I love yeah, our house. You love your house. And the only time I can let that other voice sneak in is when I get ready to have people over. Mm-hmm. Like we only have one full bathroom. Oh no. 
well, it works out fine. Right. Nobody actually has peed their pants <laughs> at my house. That you know, we we have a spare bathroom, right, yeah, right. a half bath, but we just take turns when it's time to right. shower. It's very easy. Right. Someone says, "I'm hopping in the shower," and everybody looks at that person. All nine people, if there's nine of us there, and says, great. "Okay, great." Yeah. And and that's that. Yeah. You know, I we have we have. We have gotten used to just saying it, mm-hmm. like saying our saying our place. Yep. Sometimes yep. Yep. we need to hold our tongue. We need to hold back. Absolutely. We need to look at Mr. D, my husband, and just like stand still for a second. Absolutely. Does this need said? No. Mm-hmm. Do I need to complain about my farmhouse not being big enough? No, I love it. So I think you. I think if you can start changing. The script in your head if you if you start this kind of where it looks it really looks and feels like complaining and a lack of gratitude just start changing it speak mm-hmm. the opposite start speaking the opposite and start looking around at what you do have instead of what you don't absolutely that's such a good word well hey thank you for joining us in this conversation about joy and my hope is is that you continue to mm-hmm. practice gratitude mm-hmm. for the things that you do have mm-hmm. and listen if you need to flip a script or change a pathway in your brain this is your moment to yes. say i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make that change and practice gratitude out loud or in a journal um start it because you won't regret it it will not be a waste of time for you. hey well whether ordinary or extraordinary we hope you see that these, these are good, good days, days.